Welcome to the Blair Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Asa Tukante, Teron Kapaba, and I'm Mulair Toronto. Join us as we dive into deep conversations about topics that affect our communities and the world around us, featuring the students and staff of Montgomery Blair High School. On this episode, we'll be interviewing Gio Rivera, one of the directors of Montgomery Blair High School's Hispanic Heritage Month show, Voices Unidas, and discussing some of the barriers and challenges Hispanic and Latino students face at Blair. So, Gio, so how was, how was it like going everything virtual for um, Voices Unidas this year? How was it for you? Oh my God, it was so stressful. I'm not even gonna lie. We had been planning, well, the year before, before we had left, we had the show planned for like the in-person. Like we had a whole idea, like we were coming up on an election year. We wanted to like play into that. And we had this beautiful like entrance and everything and then everything got shut down. And we're like, okay, we'll be back in a month. We'll still do it. And then, you know, it kept on going on two months, three months up until we reached like, we reached May and we stopped talking about it. And then in August, I was like, we have to do something, you know? That's good. And I'm happy you guys did. Right, we had to figure it out too, because there was no like, nothing to look at. You know, when we did it in person, we had Sankofa to look at. We had the plays and the musicals to see how they were able to produce these big productions. But here we were kind of just going off of nothing. It was like very trial and error. This isn't working. These people aren't communicating. We have to rework it this way. So, I think that's one of the biggest problems. I feel like we could do so much like virtual, even though it would be better to do it in person. But you also have to think about like a lot of people have ideas, but then it's like, who who's really about to sit at their computer and come and help me? Like you want to communicate to some people and they don't want to do it. Even with the Blair podcast, we had like moments where we would, where nothing was going on just because like it's virtual and we all have other things going on so it takes us time to like just takes way more time sometimes to like get everyone together but I feel like it came out it ended up coming out really good I know a lot of these things like virtual it's like people it's like trial and error and I think it came out great I was like when I was again I was like it must have been like it must have been kind of difficult just making sure everyone was okay good to go but it, it honestly also too it took a village because we were all like I had to call in like family like my brother made the intro and the outro and then we had like one editor it was Liza um she's a BNC editor she took care of the whole thing the whole production was edited by her and everything every last video from the beginning of the trailers yeah and it was and honestly like lack of... sorry go sorry, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, with that lack of connection, you guys were really able to come together and put together something that was meant to be educational and inspiring, and you were able to put something out there that had that same effect with the limitations. Yeah, yeah. honestly, like, of all things that I've been able to do at Blair, Voces Unidas across the board has been, like, the most rewarding thing, and because I feel like I create, you know, I was I was there to, like, form it, you know, so... But Gio, for you, I remember when we had class together, I know like you found out a lot of things. So I was like, I was happy to see this because I was like, even though they did take junior year from you, like you plan out a lot of things. Even now you're still planning out and it's really nice to see your succession, like keep going, keep going. Like 
you start as a member and then you jump to the leader and then you're leading the show like that's good so I'm happy that that's one thing you were able to get even though like a lot of things were canceled yeah that was another another aspect that played into us doing it you're like we don't want it to just fall by you know this would have been the second voices from the U.S. we did so it would have just been like we did it one time last year and it was like a one hit wonder. We had one show and we just dropped it. And I knew if we dropped it the next year, we'd be like, but we need to, you know, so yeah. it would just get fuzzy. Thank God, thank God you're a junior because they'll yeah. have you next year and like, you could just make it set. Like just in case anything happens, you already set the precedent. All right. So what message do you think Voices Uni Dallas is trying to like send out? Just in um, case, for those who don't know. To me personally, what, what I brought to the table for Voces Unidas was, I feel like for a lot of Latinos and first-generation Latinos, there's kind of things that we never learn. Like to me, I never learned that Latino wasn't a race. Just for starters, just like base. You know, if I ask my parents, they're not, they're not going to be like, I'm white, I'm Black, I'm Latino, I'm Hondureño, that's where we leave it. And yeah. I think that also comes with lack of identity because these these are people who are taken from lands, you know? There's so many mixed mixed groups like all over Latinos and we look so different. So when we did last year, we wanted to focus on race inequality. So we wanted to show that we can have Latinos like Celia Cruz, you know, an Afro-Latina who really led the movement in Latino television and Latino music a long time ago when like Afro-Latino was something people like laughed at, you know? And then we have people like Selena who would be considered a white white passing person. So to show that it's not one uniform thing, even though we're under one umbrella. That's one thing I really appreciate about that message because I feel like a lot of people don't know a lot of things. For example, like, um, I remember it was kind of controversial a couple of weeks ago. People were like, some people considered being Hispanic a race. Some people say it's not. And then I'm like, it's it's really good to like learn these type of things. Like there are so many ethnicities under being Latino. Like if you're a Latina or Latino, you can be from anywhere. And I feel like some people, they like, oh, you just speak Spanish. And they don't really think about how different each ethnicity is. Like, even though you guys are, we're all, like, pretty similar, it's, like, everywhere is different. Everyone, everywhere has its differences. And I think it's important to, like, touch up on race on that, too, because some people, it's, it, but it's kind of, like, race here, too. Like, there's always that disconnect. Yeah, I think it's, I think race, despite being, like, one of the most uncomfortable conversations for people to have, it's the most important conversation to have, because, like, if you look to Latino TV and like big networks like Univision, it's full of white passing Latinos, right? And when you only have white people telling or white passing people telling the stories of large groups of ethnicities, then you're telling it from a skewed perspective. You know, you're listening to a white person on your, on your like TV telling you about the black experience or like how an indigenous person feels in America. So And that just feeds and that makes people complicit to the system, you know? So my goal was really to tear all of that down and have 
a wide group of Latinos creating a show for wide communities, you know, and it wasn't just made for like a certain group of people. Um, that's why we try to create a really inclusive name like Voces Unidas, which means like our voices are together. That's really nice. That's really cool. I really, I just like the overall message because I feel like with times like this, it's important to make sure everyone's seen and everyone's heard and like every moment is a teaching experience. So um, do any of you guys want to go on with any of the conversation questions? Um, I just, oh, sorry, go ahead. All right, all right. I was gonna, one of my questions were, um, what made you like interested in Voces Unidas? Um, Well, before Voces Unidas, there was a Fiesta player and Mm -hmm. that was my freshman year. And if I'm being honest, this is not like, me trying to go on anybody but what turned me off of the idea is for so long I had been seeing like the whitewashed version of Latinos yeah and my family like hum- like everyone looks so different you know I come from communities where I've been like I grew up with different types of people so I've been exposed to different backgrounds so I don't want to be a part of something that would play into that like white power Mm-hmm. And honestly, when I heard the name, I was like, this sounds really stereotypical. You know, I feel yeah. like fiesta, Latinos, burritos, let's have some fun. You know, like, like we're just yeah. going to be like celebrating like Cinco de Mayo. And it wasn't that. That wasn't their intent. But I think there just comes trauma with all of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. when we reworked it, that was the main thing we all agreed on, like having more inclusivity and it being for people. That's why I think um, it was really good that that's why for the, oh, am I frozen? No. Am I, okay, I was gonna say. I think it's really important that students like you take charge because when we don't, like not saying that teachers don't know, but what students you, you can think about, you can reflect on your own family with your friends, with all of that and make it, just more inclusive in that sense which is why I think it's a great idea that you know there's a student actually taking charge in the front line I think that's important especially for all these um, school projects and school shows productions we should really have students in the forefront I agree I completely agree with that I think the the body producing something should represent the people who are part of it you know so like it's by students so it should be created by students you know you have a different perspective and you have a different voice do you feel that this gives students like an opportunity to to use their voices in a way that would have ultimately been ignored if you hadn't put together something big like this like do you feel that the lack of representation really fed into wanting to share what was mainly ignored I don't think we're necessarily we like changing it up and like getting rid of ignorance across the board but our goal is at least to bring light to the issues you know to make people see the reality of our situations and of many people's situations so i feel like we're we're giving a voice to a voice to a group that once was voiceless you know yeah. so that's where we're at with 
And I, I just think that I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going about like how cool I think it is. Cause I feel like a lot of the times when you, you don't notice when a group doesn't have a voice. So it's important to listen for it because there's a lot of things that as a, like my parents are from Mali, like I like identify as an African. There's a lot of um, things that, or things about culture that I may not understand that when I take into perspective, cause now I know it's so mind blowing because it's like, in some ways you might relate, but then some ways you could see these differences and understand why certain things are the way certain things are. Like you could see why these like these stereotypes are created but then when you learn you're like these stereotypes are wrong and you can you can like it's it's good to learn all all angles basically what i'm saying yeah yeah as much as like oh sorry go ahead all right um it's good i was gonna like add on to what she was saying it's good to like get your voice heard and like get your voice out because some people might have like a certain view on like a certain topic or whatever and I mean they they like they don't experience what those I guess those people are that the people that in this in the stereotypes experience so I mean it's kind of hard for them to speak on it from the outside so I feel like it's better from the people from the inside to make their voice heard and stuff so they like get the get the message out like those stereotypes aren't true or just like it's false it's like when in a classroom they think that the Latinx student just oh all of, because they're Latino they're like yeah you got to go to Esau or they think that they're not um engaged in the class but then I think about it myself and I'm like for parents like imagine not knowing the language very well or even if you do it know it well you're not comfortable just speaking to people and I like it took me a while to learn that I'm like my parents were the same way too like they speak English but they if they didn't speak it perfectly sometimes it can be uncomfortable and it's not easy. And one thing I noticed is that a lot of students, they also, they might look at the Latinx student like, oh, okay, like you don't speak my language, but I feel like it's important because I swear, like just try to talk to them, like say, hey, how are you? Like, what's your name? And you guys can become the best of friends. Like not that you're going to be best buddies, but it's, they don't have to be a stranger. You don't have to just ignore them because you feel like they won't understand you if you haven't even tried. That's yeah, the literally. thing. We live, sorry, just, we live in a world like based on stereotypes. And when you actually try to build up past those stereotypes, you're going to be able to see like a whole new version of people, a version that isn't whitewashed, a version that isn't, you know, just made up assumptions. I think a lot of times people people tend to just add new things, like add new clubs, add new posters, like with like a Latino fist or something and like say, oh, we did that, you know, racism is done, <laughs> we're good to go. But the only way to solve these issues is by dealing with the policies in place and fixing them. It's not by adding more stuff to it. And I feel like Blair is a really diverse school but there are really harsh separations between students and self-segregation. Yeah. Like you can see a student of every path, like every walk of life, but then you see people like segregated to certain groups. And I think it has to deal with like lack of representation in our teachers. I think we're not seeing one of the things that really definitely that really bothers me. And I think certain people haven't like opposed it. But I think, our, especially like our language departments, 
should like should have people who are native to those languages teaching students that are native to those languages. Like mm-hmm. when I was in Spanish too, I hated it. Me and the teacher had no connection. I, I felt like I was out of place. I'm a native Spanish speaker. I learned it first and I'm like sitting in a Spanish class, basically like failing. And once I switched in high school to Spanish for Spanish speakers and I was with actual Spanish teachers who were born in these countries or who immigrated and learned these countries firsthand, I, I started doing a lot better because you had that cultural connection. You know, you're meeting with people and I think that should be seen across through like Arabic, like, you know, we have an actual Arabic teacher, you know, we should have that with like French in all the languages. I think we should start mm-hmm. representing our students. Exactly. Yeah, and it's and not think... Oops, sorry, okay. I was just gonna it's... say oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, you go. I was gonna say it's not even that like you don't have to be from a Spanish speaking country to like teach Spanish. It's definitely not mm-hmm. that, but it does like you get so much more benefits learning from someone who actually like truly understands it probably speaks it in their daily life and someone from that culture as well just to like yeah. impose more ideas like you know yeah what like, saying what, i don't know the actual study or what it says but or i'm sorry the actual numbers but it showed that students of color if they have a teacher who is of color by kindergarten they have higher rates of graduating because you're there, you're as a child and you're just seeing that somebody who looks like you, whether that just be like a nose or like hair texture or your skin color, somebody can do it. Somebody can succeed, you know? That person is like showing you that you can get to these places where you're not supposed to be. So I think that's the root of all evil, lack of representation and lack of like hearing each other out. Because when we hear each other's stories, that's when we learn. And schools usually just ignore the need to address these disparities as well, mm-hmm. um, especially in regards to what you're talking about. Like, without being introduced to the culture you're a part of, you're not really going to be able to find a sense of identity in it. Hey, Gio, specifically to you, do you ever pe- feel like that people look at you like a unicorn or, like, are just, like, surprised, like, wow, you've done, you, like, do you ever feel like, like basically like a unicorn like wow we've never seen anything like this before um I don't think I think I'm just really in people's faces I think that's like the best way to explain it I don't like um I don't like settling to what people expect so like if you set a standard I like to meet that standard and then keep going you know I want I want to bring something new each time I don't want it to be just like recycled content and I don't know if I'm seen as a unicorn, or anything, but I, I like to think that I'm seen as like a hard worker and somebody who actually cares about, you know, minority communities and marginalized communities that are, their voices aren't being heard and for years. And we need to start fixing yeah. those things. I feel like especially with as large as a population they hold in Blair, yeah. and it, it shouldn't even just like be restricted to um, um, language teachers. It should go over yeah. to actual English teachers outside of ESOL because like I said, well, I don't know if I said this, but you know, as long if you're, we need to give them or give everyone- Hey there, everybody. We ran into some complications with our Zoom. So feel free to jump into the next part of our conversation. Thank you. Well, I was just thinking 
there are obviously a lot of factors tying into lack of equality and representation for Hispanic and Latino students. But when we look specifically at the Blair administration, do you know of any actions taken to try and address the challenges that Hispanic and Latino students face or any actions you would like to see happen? Um, I think one of the biggest things, honestly, without uh, Ms. Burgos and Ms. Carrillo, who are two to the Spanish-speaking um, administrators. Voces Unidas would have never happened. They're the ones who have been working on the technical stuff in the background with like Ms. Johnson and making sure that we have everything correct and that we're covering everything we wanted to. And they were a huge help during this virtual show, getting information out to students through like Canvas and getting it on uh, innovation, getting it during that period. But I just think seeing people like them represented at like one of the top jobs in the building is also another thing that is working towards dismantling these things. Yeah, I think it's, defi it's definitely important for students like to know that admin has got them. Like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times students just from certain vibes that they might have gotten from the classroom environment or certain teachers, they kind of just don't feel protected at school or they yeah. just know that there's no one there for them um what was I about to get into I, I forgot <laughs> what I was about to say um yeah oh actually I do know one thing so um there was an organization last year I don't know if it's still going on it was led by Mr. Shindell and it was called Blair Conexiones and it was basically a group of like Latin students who really, I went to, went to one of their workshops and I feel like that was, well, I didn't go to it, but I went through it and I feel like that was very helpful because it kind of just confronted teachers head on. It wasn't just throwing like all issues, but in like saying you do this and you do that. But I, I was really happy because it was making teachers understand that certain things that you do to certain students, doesn't matter what, like can make them, you know, very uncomfortable might be the reason why they're not as, an engage, as engaged especially a lot of the problems that Latinx students face, some teachers don't even realize like the fact that just because the fact that just because a student might not be as engaging in class or speak out doesn't mean that they're not there to be learn learning. Like, I feel like it's important that teachers know that, yes, it's a two-way street. Sometimes you just got to reach out first and pull them in, let them know that that environment is somewhere where they can thrive. Yeah, I... I... I definitely agree. I think for black and brown students, period, you're living in a place where it's where you're 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 living in a place where you're not meant to succeed. So unless exactly. you see these classrooms and these teachers who are embracing that open hand like open arms. And like I think for our white peers, there's white privilege, you know, you need to learn how to use that and help people out. Having white privilege doesn't make you a terrible person, you know. That that that's not what makes you an evil person. What makes you an evil person is not using it for good, or not accepting that you have it, you know. Not not believing that racism is a real thing, or that we're still facing these issues. Yeah, I mean, racism and race. I guess just different perspectives on race in general ties into every aspect of Blair students' lives, students in general. And we have to address the fact that schools may not be willing to adapt to different student characteristics. And a lot of times 
we're living in the middle of something that could really be considered unfair or like a good representation of inequality. And Blair's made up, I'm pretty sure the statistic was 34% of Blair students are Hispanic. And the fact that the white students who like we make up a very small percentage compared to the over a third of um, the Hispanic minority like in the Maryland area, um, they're getting better treatment through the school system. And this is a part of the problem. And there are people that are victims due to this. Exactly. I feel like that's why I, like Jill said, the representation aspect of it all is so important. It's so important because it's like, if our school is refusing to um, adjust to the different types of students then that means we need to force it like we need to force that action and I feel like for a lot of students it's a lot to it's a lot of pressure to deal with and it's just something that at this point we have to take into our own hands because this has been going on for years there's no reason why it should be like this anymore like especially as diverse Blair is our the self-segregation shouldn't even be that harsh you know what I'm saying you should like if you have you shouldn't you should be able to be, or be comfortable to talk to different people or know that you can make that you have an opportunity to still make friends with different people because sometimes certain students they don't even socialize uh, out of anyone that's not in their friend group and I'm not I'm not talking about if you're like introverted then that's you you know but what I mean is there's social people but then they kind of like oh no I, I don't I don't really go there. We don't understand each other, but they haven't even tried. That's the thing is Blair's known as being a super diverse school, so racially inclusive and everything. But if you actually walk around the halls, you'll see almost no interaction between different friend groups, like introducing different cultures and like representing a bunch of different races in like one group of people. It's kind of disappointing. I think there's like little microaggressions that are just natural that because you have that sense of like nature and nurture and for like white people you you've grown up in a world catered to you textbooks teaching that christopher columbus saved the day you know like teaching that they came and they helped the little natives out they just gathered it up and I like, can't <laughs> we believe that too like, right. like and then we it's crazy that we have to learn about like history and we're like wait Right. So you tell me that we didn't happen. We had to learn, to learn to history and then unlearn it and then exactly. relearn the truth. And it's a process, so it's understandable. But if you're not part of the solution, then girl, you just the problem. You're the main problem. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, what's that term called? I'm I'm having a brain fart, but it was like, like um those people especially like the whole black lives matter movement where they were just saying it to say it, but they never meant it mm-hmm. i'm forgetting the word but you know i feel like a lot there's a lot of actors out here and i feel like it's very important and like especially with a lot of black and latino kids even afro latinos i feel like we can all even white we all come together like try to see the similarities because for me I can see the similarities of like, when I go to Mali and I don't speak the language that well, I'm telling you right now, I'm not about to talk. And I would love if someone 
over there would be like someone over there tries to talk to me to like you know what I'm saying so I feel like everything that we see that might be different or we don't understand just try to um put yourself there try to put yourself like in their shoes if you see a student and you feel like no one's talking to them and you might think oh because oh or you suspect that the teacher doesn't really interact with them other students don't they tend to work by themselves maybe just try because I've done it before and I made some I made friends to the point where we like we ha- we hang and everything in the hallways it's not I think we just have to really push ourselves everyone everyone has to work for it like you were yeah, saying the oh sorry go ahead no it's fine you go like you were saying like the the intersectionalities between ethnicities and races like you know the TikTok trend about fufu and people like buying it everywhere Mm-hmm. The other day, I found out that's literally just yuca, which is what we eat like regularly. And I'm like, it's just mashed up. And, you know, these are things we didn't exactly. know. Exactly. This is like the little things. Like, where do you think these plates came from? Like these like Latino dishes that clearly came from like African ancestry, you know, like so many things that have just been mixed. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're very connected. And I feel like a lot of people yeah. don't know it because just even physical traits. So it's like, uh, we look different, we speak different language, we nothing alike, but you just have to push out and try. I feel like it's important that everybody like educates themselves. For example, um, the Latinx community is so vast. It's it can just um there are Afro-Latinos, some some of which came from Africa, like have ancestors are that are African, or even have ancestors that are indigenous, like to that land. And there's just so much we don't know. Some of uh, their ancestors come from Spain. I feel like it's just very important to put ourselves out there. Like, yeah. Okay, hopefully my computer didn't die, but. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. When we all put our minds together and put our voices together, we echo a louder message and we're able to create more change. Yeah, and obviously the first step is noticing that that's what needs to be done but then also there's so many people that stop there and you actually have to start taking the action and really trying to connect and trying to form a community that's not based on any sort of assumption or stereotype but it's just based on you finding people and finding out about people and learning through people exactly that part so for geo um as we close this up i want to ask one question and what is what are your plans for the near future for you like academically like what are you looking at every everything not just academic um i was like i'm always in between two things i i currently work with casa maryland which is like um a small organization that works with immigrants in our communities and something i've always wanted to be is an immigration lawyer or a public defender and I feel like by, you know, just like getting into the system and like getting my hands dirty and trying to actually create change. But then also the other side of me who's always danced and sang and acted and wanted to do that. That is, that's crazy. Cause it's really fitting. And I like, as someone who's like, I could say, I kind of know you like, yeah. it fits. <laughs> and I see how the two sides of you can like clash. Really yeah. Funny. And I, I got to the point where I know that 
through art, it's the closest way we can empathize with each other. You know, you may not have necessarily experienced that, but you're seeing it before you, you know? You have language taking you through like ancestries and telling people stories. And then if you add like songs and dances, it's like you're in it, you know? Mm -hmm. For that two hour block and intermission, you're in that, you're living that person's story. So my biggest goal is to be able to create a musical about my mom's immigration story to America, you know, telling that story through art because I feel like that's like the best way to get it out there. And then I just want to be able, I want to be known at the end of the day for using what I had to help others, not being a selfish person and just like tearing other people down to get to the top. I think the yeah. best way to get to the top is by being together and helping others up. Yeah, I definitely see what you're doing. It's it's based, I don't see as a run for clout or anything like that. I just, I feel like you're definitely building your way up and I see it. I see it for you and keep, always keep that dream and that vision because, you know, sometimes that's all you need. Like it's, I feel like it's already taking you wherever you need to go right now. And it's you. Your, your whole personality so that's really nice to hear thank you I just I want to be I don't want nothing to no glass ceiling nobody telling me I can't do that I can't do this you know mm -hmm. I'm too much for this I'm too much for that I don't want that to ever stop me because then you're like you're letting that person get the last laugh and as exactly. much as I want to be like you know happy and good person I have too much of an ego to just let that other person get the last mm -hmm. laugh yeah, you think, have the best mindset. I love your mindset. Yeah. I think we all have so much like potential. And if you have something that you love, if you have something that's like obscure and maybe it's not yet a career path, you know, at some point somebody created that career path, like all the ones we have set now. So just like go for it. Maybe you're like trailblazing something for somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. for every like one person thinking at home whether or not they should go to art school they should pursue music there's like 10 little kids coming up who are gonna see you and be like wow that person did it you know and for a lot of us who didn't have that representation as children now we have the opportunity to become it you know and I feel like a lot of time people they um I mean this can it, it goes different ways but whether you like it or not whatever you do like yeah. people are going to want to follow it like they're going to see it I'm talking about and not what you do in private like uh but like whatever <laughs> you decide to do yeah your family will see it, or whatever you come out and tell people they will see it, and yeah. you will inspire people regardless so I just think it's more it's very important to try to be your most authentic self like you know and sometimes your most authentic self isn't the biggest coin at the end of the day Maybe you're not getting the best check, but if it's really about helping others out, you know, that's like the rewarding part. You're like exactly. helping people out one-on-one -on -one and you're like creating at least small change. And that small change mm -hmm. can like ricochet and make other things happen. Exactly. Especially. You don't want your life to only have an impact on you. Right. There mm -hmm. you go. Who was, was who's the famous author who said language is like the, the, like the worth of our life? What have we done? Oh, I know what you're talking Tony about. Tony Morrison, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it might be her. 
No, but I was like, I feel like messages like that is very, very important in this type of society where a lot of, like, even you see little, you see it starting even with the little kids, like, you know, clout hungry, like, or addicted to it, where they don't, they're not really in tune with themselves or in tune with trying to be a part of a community. They're just really like, they are very hungry for that prize that they see and they don't care. They're going to push everyone off the track just to get it, so... I think that that was a very nice conversation, Gio. Thank you for joining us and like thank you for having me. bringing oh, us wow. your thoughts and like I your experience. That. Yeah, I, I want to say your message was interesting. Uh, your message was inspirational, and um, uh, I wish the best for you. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah.